You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit. One podcast at a time with your host, Alicia McCormack. Well, 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 hello, lovely bride chillers and groom chillers. This is Alicia. I am Alicia. This is, I don't know what that means. Uh, this is the Bride Chiller Podcast. This is a podcast to help you get through your wedding planning, hopefully, without too many scratches, bumps, or stresses throughout the process. There will be stresses. I'm not going to bullshit and say you're not going to get stressed because you will, no matter how much good advice you may be given via this podcast and other means, you're probably going to feel a little stressed. However, if we can empower you with knowledge, empower you with things to learn. Uh, Hopefully you'll step away from it feeling a little better. I always love having experts on the show to take a bit of heat off me because Secret Squirrel, I know nothing really. I just make stuff up and it seems to have worked for me so far. But it's really nice to have people on the show, especially answering your wedding planning questions that are in the trenches, that know what they're doing. So I would like to welcome the lovely Jennifer and Kimberly from Something Fabulous Events on the show to join me to talk weddings, to talk planning, and hopefully answer some of your conundrums, solve them, and then we'll all move on with our lives. Welcome, ladies. Oh, thank you so much, Alicia. We're super excited to be here. Yes, we're so happy to be here. Thank you. Oh, well, I'm happy to have you, and I love a dynamic duo. I love having <laughs> multiple guests on, and I think I know whose voice is who now for our pre-chat. <laughs> pre- <laughs> Let's do a test. Someone talk, and I'll tell you who it is. Alicia, who is this? <laughs> Jennifer. All right. You are good. You are good. Oh, that was nervous then. Um, now, tell me a little bit about your, your partnership and how you came to be and what you do in the day-to-day and where you do it. There's a lot of questions for you. Hit it. All right. Well, um, we kind of decided in, 2000 and in 2002, we started our company. We we're doing corporate events um, and we realized that there was more to life than trade show floors and convention centers. And in 2004, we decided to go into event uh, wedding, into the wedding world and try to help people tell their stories. And um, our first little tagline was because it's not just another day, because it is a reflection of you. We are dedicated to making life's um, special moments, something fabulous. That was our that was our thing. Uh, and it still is our thing. It's just evolved a lot. We're sisters. And uh, we, we'd said someday, someday we're going to do something together someday. And then someday was now. So, and that was a long time ago. <laughs> That's pretty nice. And were you both, so you were both in the event world. Were you um, both working together or not? How did that happen? No. I love, actually, I love talking to people who work together. So my, my background, this is Jennifer, my background, um, I went to FIT. Fashion Institute of Technology in New York. And I actually wanted to be a fashion designer. And so I went there thinking like, oh, I'm going to work in fashion and I'm going to create these amazing things. And then I realized I hated to sew. So that kind of put a squash to that. (laughs) That'll Um, do it. Yeah, Yeah. that'll do it. And then from there, I ended up in TV production. So I interned at Good Morning America and the Today Show. And then I went from there uh, after I graduated from school and I moved to Miami and I worked in production. So I actually did film and TV production. um, So which actually turned into helping me so much on the event side because you really have to know the logistics and how everything works and comes together. And then I have the piece from design. Um, Kimberly had called me while I was in Miami and there was an opportunity for event design 
uh, and planning team. And so I came back up to Detroit to to join her out for the day. Yeah. And we kind of evolved. I my background is in theater, technical theater. And I spent I graduated with a degree in theater. I toured through college with a show called the Big Apple Circus. And I, I was a props oh, master yeah. and a rigger and electrician. And um, I, I was with Ringling Brothers for a couple of years doing lighting. And then after being on the road for a long time, being missing out on lots of family photographs, um, I decided to come back home and sort of fell into the world of events. Um, it was by accident. I was harassing a guy who wouldn't bring me in for an interview. And he and I'm like, look, just bring me in for the interview. Just bring, and he's like, look, <laughs> just call this lady over at this company. So I did. I called the, the woman at an um, uh, event, uh, like a marketing company that did, does trade show, trade shows, uh, the auto show circuit. And it was a display house. And I, I called her and um, I said, you know, I sent my resume and I got a call from the guy who was running the event services department that day. And I had an interview the next day and a job two days after that. And it, kind of the rest is history. So. Um, it was by I accident. That, I love that you, well, I love by accident, but I think lots of things happen by accident and you make yeah. them your own. But I yeah. love how you worked with the Big Apple Circus and you were an electrician. So I love that you could, you could, if shit goes wrong on the wedding day, if power goes out, Kimberly's yeah. got her tool belt. She can do it. You can undo yeah. problems. This yes. is multi-skills. So it worked. It. It, we're a great team because Jennifer has that fashion design um, and love of fashion. And there, you know, the joke is that Home Depot is my Nordstrom, right? Yeah. So <laughs> we, so she comes up with these great visions and she's not limited. I mean, she's great on the fly and on the, on the operation side, of course, but mm. like, you're not limited by, well, how many hanging points is that going to take? And, you know, do you know how long that's going to take to set up if we do this or that, where, you know, sometimes when you're so into climbing the truss and pulling the feeder cable, you, and you know, <laughs> your, your creativity can be a little bit like, well, you know, there, how is there a better way? So she's got a great vision. And then I get to work together to make that vision a reality. And we've, it's been really good for us. We've, we've enjoyed it. We've grown a lot. Well, I love that you've got the duality of skills. You obviously know each other very well. You can have a fight, I'm sure, and get over it quickly because you have yeah. to. And <laughs> That's for sure. You move on with your lives, which is uh, and a funny thing. I mean, we've got a couple of questions coming up that I'd love to share with you, which are family-oriented. And I think it's always interesting because when I talk to planners, you know, you get all the backstories of people saying they're sort of like counselors in a way with a lot of their clients because they have to stay here about all of these the ins and outs of family stuff and money and siblings and friends and all the fallings out not always but it can get a little iffy sometimes so it's always great to see and talk to, to planners and hear their history and and background and learn how you came to be it's great so Shall we start? I've got a question, and, and I also wanted to talk today, as well as questions. We've got a lot to get through. I'm going to cram it all in. I wanted okay. to talk a little bit about, because I know you're very into, obviously, the, the approach to how talking about design and looking at why you choose certain aspects of your day and how you make them happen. And um, I know that you're very, very, as you both said, you're very much into that. So I want to come back to that. Don't let me forget. I want to go back okay. to that. But we're going right. to start with a question from Kate. Or Katie. See, she might prefer Katie. I don't know. Um, <laughs> she says, uh, she she gave me a little bit of shit. She's a fan of the podcast. Thank you so much for all the time and tips and advice. No 
problem, Katie. She said, my question is in relation to couples getting married abroad. My fiancé and I are based in Toronto, or Trino, as the Canadians mm-hmm. say, and are coming home to Ireland to get married next August, surrounded by our nearest and dearest. Yay! She's written that. Um, I have my dress sorted and now we're in the process of organizing suits for my partner and groomsmen, but we're in a bit of a conundrum. Should we buy the suits when we are home in Ireland for our bachelor and bachelorette's weekend, or should we buy his suit here for ease of fittings? Also, should the groom always have to match the groomsmen, or should it be slightly different? We're so confused, and we've heard so many different answers to this. My husband-to-be is very against the idea of renting suits, so we have to buy them. Any advice would be great. Now, I thought it would ease you in because I thought this is just a, an interesting one because a lot of clients, customers, people, they travel to get to their wedding and you do have to cart a lot of stuff with you. It can be a bit annoying and I'm sure you've experienced this. Yes. Yes. I think right. Re- I think regularly. I think that this is a question and um, it, it happens not just when you're, you know, getting married abroad or somewhere else, but it, it happens local as well. Sure. And I think the first question, um, I'll go back a little bit, but the first question is that what do they vision, how do they visualize their photos? Mm. So that's going to give you a great idea of, of what the groomsmen wear and what the groom wears, because I think that sets the tone as well for the wedding. Do they want a full suit? Do they not want it? Do they want suspenders? You know, what color is that going to be? Is it going to work with the dresses? Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, looking at, like thinking about your pictures and thinking about the feeling that you want is going to help them to make that decision. I think that's first and foremost. And nowadays with so many amazing online stores, I don't think you necessarily have to go to a specific shop that's there. Um, you can have uh, a lot of suits ordered online. Nordstrom is actually a great place to go. Um, there, you know, men's warehouse, there's a lot, there's a lot of online stores where uh, the gentleman can send in their, their fittings mm. and they can do it for wherever they live. I, I, and I must, I must say, I know Katie said she was against renting and I have to do a shameless plug, but one of our lovely partners is Generation Tux and they do a cracking suit. And, uh, my husband rented a couple of suits. Uh, well, look, they were complimentary, but he wore them to some weddings recently and gee, they fit well and they look great and they sent them back afterwards. And, uh, I feel like people should consider renting more things, not just suits, but a bunch of other things when it comes to weddings, because we never, often wear them again or use them again. No, that's exactly it. I think that's exactly it. I think that a lot of times I think brides and grooms think, oh, you know, I I want them to have it. But at the end of the day, do they really want to have it? (laughs) You know, is it the right color? And that that goes to the the idea of why, why, right? What is the importance of this? And really giving, if, if the bride and groom understand the photos and understand the vision that they want to portray in these photos, I think that it's it's nice it's thoughtful of them to allow their their attendants to make the choice whether they rent or buy. And from the standpoint of international, I can tell you from personal experience, I lived in the well, I live in the US and I was married in the UK mm-hmm. in England. And there's an element when you're pl- planning something internationally of control that you have to relinquish. And mm-hmm. so if um if the groom's suit is important to him then I would say have it tailored where you live and travel with it. Just make sure that you, 
you know, that you have a contingency if uh, the airlines loses it. I mean, that is a factor that you, you know you need to consider, or if they can handle it when they go over for their hen, hen night, and um, then it's there, they they don't have to worry. Yeah, I don't recommend shipping because I tried shipping some things, and we ended up my sister in law was given a two hundred dollar bill from oh, the boy. post. I mean, you don't so. want to have to deal with lost things. And also, I think Katie suggested right. they maybe go and do it all when they go home for their bachelor and bachelorettes. And you think, do you need another task when you're going and having a lovely time with your family and friends? Maybe, right. but maybe also it's a quick trip and, you know, it's just another thing you have to do. And that stuff really does take up a lot of time. Even when you think it's just going to be a half an hour job, yeah. seven hours That's, later. Yeah, it absolutely does. And then yeah, does it take it does. away from the purpose of yeah exactly right what's the memory you're trying to create that's what we always ask probably not the memory that wow companies (laughs) right right exactly i had the best party it was the greatest night with my friends or oh it would have been great except i was trudging around to snores no one wants to trudge we're a trudge free zone Um, okay, let's, I've got another one here. Let's crack on. This is an anonymous bride chiller and you'll, you'll see a little bit why. Um, look, this, I want to preface this a little bit that, that, you know, it's good to talk about serious things sometimes, but, uh, and, and things happen. And I'm sure that Kimberly and Jennifer, you've both experienced this health wise in family and friends. We can't really, we can't control anything just like the weather health is stuff that comes up and you can't put that in the, the wedding planning guide to make sure it's all you're ticking off. So this bride chiller said that um, she's enjoyed listening to the podcast since they got engaged last year. We're getting married next month and we're so excited to celebrate with our family. However, this week, my fiance's grandmother was diagnosed with cancer. It's progressing quickly. We're not sure what the next few weeks will hold. And she's just sent through this email this week. So it's very fresh. Uh, we're trying to wrap our heads around this one. Grandma was so excited about the wedding and I just can't imagine it without her. So she says, we're now thinking about doing some sort of ceremony in the state where she lives over the next couple of weeks so she can participate in the ceremony while she can. Do you have any advice on informal ceremonies like this that don't have to be legally binding but are still meaningful? I'm thinking about a religious service that wouldn't overlap with a civil ceremony we are planning in October. But my mum is concerned that this will make our scheduled wedding seem less real. She thinks we, quote, can't be married twice. I'm torn between my fiancé's family and my family and the need to know to do what we feel is right as a couple. If you have any advice, we would gratefully appreciate it. Um, she also said, just as the end, my fiance's grandmother gave us the best wedding planning advice when we first got engaged. Don't sweat the small stuff, but this decision seems like the big stuff, the decisions that really matter and put everything else in perspective. Now, I thought this was a really lovely message because obviously grandma means a lot to them. It is one of those situations that you, you know, no one wants to have to deal with, but also it's great that they're taking it in their stride and they're really trying to think of a way to get grandma involved because it's unknown how long grandma might stay with us. So this is tricky, but I thought, you know, you're both very experienced in this and I thought you might have some insights into helping her deal with this and make decisions uh, beyond this sort of hypothetical situation. Yes. And I think that it's the question that we ask the most. What is the memory you want Mm -hmm. to have about this time? 
and the memory it sounds like is that we were able to share this love and this celebration of love with our grandmother and that she's part of the mm. memory. And that doesn't mean that that can be defined however the couple defines it. So I think that that's the most important thing. It's, you know, their wedding and it's nice to listen to what the parents have to say. They're trying to calm the situation. But if something's really on your heart and it's really important to your memory, you have to act from that mm. place, not from the well-intended wishes of, you know, people who are trying to make you calm down and tell you what's important and what's not important. And I, I also think that it doesn't overshadow. I mean, there's a lot of ways to have a ceremony and to make it special. You can have a blessing. If she's religious, you can have a blessing at the church. And maybe, you know, maybe the grandmother, like maybe they have a family priest yes. or, you know, um, you can have friends and family, you know, have readings. There's a lot of ways to make it a special ceremony small, a small something. yeah an intimate ceremony that's not a wedding and i think that like kimberly said the most important thing and we always always go back to this is what is the memory you're trying to make and how do you want to feel about your wedding when everything is all said and done right the most important the memories are what what lasts the flowers go away all of these things are beautiful and they really add to a wedding but what's most important to you as a couple and you know what's important to you as a family i think that comes first oh you're so right and i i do think you know with mum saying that you know, you can't be married twice. I think maybe mum is shooting from the hip a little bit. And I totally disagree with mum in that sense that you, you don't have to put on the big white dress. I think, you you know, Kimberly and Jennifer, you summed it up really well. It's about the presence of grandma and being able to share that moment with her. And, and uh, you're right. If she wants to have a religious ceremony, I think the family priest or going to a church and just saying, hey, can we pop in, talk to the vicar, minister, priest, yeah. father, whatever yeah, is there. Exactly. Yeah, whoever. Um, yeah. I just was going to go through every religious title then yes. that I knew. Yes. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yes. <laughs> I, I ran out. <laughs> Rabbi, whatever. <laughs> like whoever you're, yes. It's, but it's about the memory, right? And yeah, I think. I think ultimately, I think ultimately, um, the answer, she's already answered her own yeah. question. Um, and sometimes we, you know, we want the approval of parents and, but sometimes you just have to go from your heart and make the choice that's going oh, to be right for yeah. you. And then, and then advise that, you know, I think I always say respect and love, right? So when you're talking to your mom, mom, yeah, I understand where you're coming from. It's really important to us that grandma is part of this. So I, you know, we're not going to overshadow anything. And, you know, we, we just know that this is the right decision. Couldn't agree more. And, it, you know, and who's going to disagree or who's going to question something when you speak with love and with, with respect? Oh. It's not an argument. It's just a, it's just a, a fact. This I is feel important. like we should just think about that more often, Kimberly, in our everyday lives, love and respect, the way we communicate. Yeah. And if people do respond in a way that doesn't support that, I think it's a really good way to to remove their, their opinion from it or at least park their opinion a little bit when it, it's not beneficial to anyone and especially if it's not achieving right. what you hope to achieve. Oh, gosh, good. Thank you for helping me with that. And um, I hope of our lovely course. anonymous bride, Chilla, makes that decision and she travels safely and they go through with it. And I'm sure um, I will yeah, ask her yeah. to send me an update and hopefully we can share that with the rest of the bride, Chilla community. Yeah. And we send blessings too. Yeah, so, <laughs> we send blessings grandma, to her, yes. We know how... How stressful that is. 
It is. It is. But good on Grandma. I'm sure she'll be strong, and uh, we all do send our love and hugs. Uh, we are heading to a quick break. But after the break, I want to ask Jennifer. I'm just telling you what I'm going to ask you. Okay. Before. Just for everyone. <laughs> We've got another couple of questions. You ready? Yeah. I want to ask Jennifer and Kimberly a little bit more about some uh, the approach to design because I know that's something you're both interested in. And we've had a couple of guests over the well the last 400 episodes talking about finding inspiration, but also making sure that your vision remains throughout all of the various stages of wedding planning. There will be more thinking about that, everyone thinking, we all thinking, there will be more of Bride Chiller after this. Many years ago, I purchased for Rich, my husband, a leather wallet that I wish to have engraved with a silly personal joke that I won't share here because it won't make any sense to you, but it was great for us. And he laughed when he eventually got it. But the process of getting this wallet engraved was actually far more complicated than I first imagined. I had to buy the wallet from one place and then I took the wallet to a shoe repair shop that only had two fonts available that weren't very sexy to do it and then it took two weeks and blah, blah, blah. It was just a bit of a nuisance. The end product was lovely, but gee whiz, I wish I'd found an easier option, which is why, get ready, swankybadger.com do all of this for you in under five minutes. I mean, you're not getting the wallet in five minutes, but it will take you five minutes to purchase the wallet or journal or watch or lovely whiskey decanter, add your inscription, press the transaction completed button, you're done. Swankybadger.com give you a bunch of options for your bridal party gifts, including bridesmaids, groomsmen, and gifts for dad. I'm going to go on the record. My dad is one of the hardest people to buy gifts for, but he does appreciate a nice gift with a personal touch. So swankybadger.com are ideal for Dave McCormack. If you are looking for groom's party, groomsman, dad gifts, then head to swankybadger.com and be sure to use the promo code BRIDECHILLER. That is swanky, S-W-A-N-K-Y, badger, B-A-D-G-E-R.com and use the promo code BRIDECHILLER for 15% off your order at checkout. Speaking of our gentlemen friends, generationtux.com are the ideal place to visit if you are looking for a suave suit for your groom chiller and your groom bridal party, your groom party. If you have people all over the country and you are worried about getting them together and trying on suits to make sure the look is right, the fit is right, that it's all coming together, then no fear. Generation Tux offer a fantastic opportunity for you to have the right suits, the sexy suits, the fabulous suits, and not have to go to some dingy rental place the day before your wedding and cross your fingers, hope for the best when it comes to suits. With over 20 suits and tuxedo styles in modern and slim designs, which means it will suit all body shapes, they offer thousands of colour accessories and a full range of sizes. You are guaranteed to find the perfect look for your event and making it really easy for all those who are involved. There is no measuring tape or store visits needed. All you need to do is get your guys to answer a couple of questions about their body profile and they will use their trusted fit technology to find the right fit for them. They deliver your looks 14 days 
before your wedding event and then they offer free replacements. So if someone tries it on and it isn't right, they will super speedy get you another suit without them having to return another suit and wait for it. It just makes things easy. And if you are renting five suits or more, the groom suit is free. So gather your gentlemen folk, gather your suit wearing people and make sure that you check out generationtux.com slash bridechiller and use the promo code bridechiller for 10% off the entire groom's party. Save time, save money, get the right fit with quality suits and make sure that you visit Generation Tux, that is generationtux.com backslash bridechiller and use the promo code bridechiller for 10% off the entire groom's party. Generation Tux, suave suits, fabulous prices, looking good. I made that tagline up myself, by the way. Kimberly and Jennifer, yeah, sisters doing it for themselves. Uh, you both plan weddings together. And before the break, I was saying that I really wanted to ask you a little bit about when you get when you get to your vision, when you figure out what you want, how to hold on to it throughout the wedding planning process because it's easy to go off track and it's easy to sort of get over-inspired or find something at a department store and then you change the whole thing because you found one thing. How do we stay on track and keep our shit together and figure out what we actually want? Well, that's so glad you've asked because oh. this is our big thing that I just <laughs> love to talk about. Please. Um, we have come down to three words, simplify, inspire, design. And the, the first question we ask is what is the memory? You'll hear that a lot from us. What is the memory you're trying to make? And it's important that we begin with the end in mind. Uh, when you look at your wedding day, what is the memory? It, and everyone's memory is different. Um, it's a rockin' party. It's a, a really intimate, casual uh, event with friends. It's a very formal, uh, religious, uh, you know, 700-person extravaganza. Mm -hmm. Whatever the answer is, you have to understand what, that it's a very personal, what is the memory you're trying to make? And so when we understand that, then you start the next question we ask, or the first question we ask, are what are your requirements? So we understand what the end vision is. Our requirement is that a certain person is there. Uh, we have a certain date. We have a, a certain thing that, that is a game changer. Um, those are requirements. Our second question are what are your wishes? And the wishes is when you really dive into those Pinterest pages and Instagram and inspiration and all these things, um, your wishes. Then we ask, what is your budget? And if you don't know your budget, by understanding these first two questions and this overall vision, you start to kind of get an idea for it. Hmm. Now, what the reason this applies is that by understanding the, the end in mind and having an idea about your requirements and your wishes and how much those wishes cost, you have this model that you can use against every line item that comes your way. It's invitations. What is the memory you're trying to make? What are you talking about, Kimberly? I don't care about paper. <laughs> okay, then why are you spending $10 a piece for 200 invitations? Yes. Right? Right? And postage and the, et cetera, et cetera. What, what is the memory you're trying to make? It's flowers. What is the memory you're trying to make? I love flowers. Flowers are so important to me. I have to have flowers. Okay, great. What are your requirements? 
what are your wishes? What is your budget? What do you, what do your flowers look like? Right? So it's a simple, we go to it. It, you know, if you get it, you really love it. If you don't, you roll your eyes at me, but that's kind of the method that we use. And then we can design an experience. And when you're in the middle of it, when you're six months in and you've got 12 months to go, you can decide when the, the new trend things, and I'll let Jennifer talk now, you can decide um, where you want to, how you want to I think I think what happens too, and this really keeps people on track, is that when we go through, okay, what is this experience? You know, how do you see this? And they're like, I want a rocking party and I want to be able to play all this music and I don't really like bands. And then, you know, we get, you know, a couple of months in and then they're like, oh, my mom is like, you know, we have to have a live band and it's not important to them. Right. So it's always kind of tracking those pieces, like what is important to you. And then when you come with your Pinterest page, because you've gotten crazy, <laughs> you know, pinning away with all of these like amazing ideas, these styled shoots that you're like, oh, we're going to implement this. We bring it back always to, does this fit within our vision of our day? And it helps people to be like, no, actually that's not going to enhance my day. Okay. <laughs> I got on the, I got on the wedding train. Right. So I think, you know, it, it's a great way um, to really look through all of the pieces that are important to you and to then, you know, realize where you want to spend your money. If you're not a huge flower person, then you you shouldn't be spending, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on on floral. Yeah. It, the, the other part of that is um, simplify. So that simplifies our question, simplify, inspire communication is what I think is important. And it's not just community. It's the first step is the communication with the couple. Absolutely. Right. It's both of your days. The next step is the communication with the couple's influencers, because your mom wants flowers, maybe because she didn't have flowers and she wants you to have the flowers she didn't have. She doesn't understand that you don't care about the flowers and you don't understand that she really wanted the flowers. Mm. And everybody's talking in circles and getting upset and flipping out or, you know, spending money or going off on a tangent when we could bring it back to communication and then we can act with love and we can act with respect and you, we can let some things go and we can, you know, maybe take on some things because you realize, Oh, there's this cool tradition. And you know, this is, this is our, we're building a family here. It's not just about two people. Mm -hmm. It's about all the people those two people are bringing to the table and it, it is about family, right? Oh, so it's more hopefully that answered your question. Oh, it answers it so well. And and I think it's so great to hear planners especially coming out and sort of saying about, you know, the wants and needs versus sort of what you you feel like you're obliged to do when it comes to wedding planning. And it's great, Kimberly, saying that if stationery isn't your bag or if, if you just are happy with the DJ and you don't want to invest in a band, that's absolutely fine. And it's priorities and, and actually what you want to achieve. Because I think so often it's easy to go into the situation where you're like, well, this is what a wedding is. It's, you know, we're going to walk down, I'm going to be walking down the aisle with my dad. And you're like, well, I don't have a dad or I don't, I'm, fuck the patriarchy or whatever. And, you know, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> the two quite different things. But, right. you know, I think it is coming back to the personal wishes and not feeling that huge weight of obligation to follow traditions that aren't meaningful to you and also the pressure of 
those surrounding you and wedding magazines and old school oh, absolutely. and shit that just repeat the same stuff over and over again, which is boring. I think, I think too, what I, I say to a lot of clients and brides, they really resonate with this, um, that your personal style never goes out of style. What you love now, you, it might change. And it's not to say that you can't use the trend of the color and what's happening, but you know, I, I think that when you design an experience and that's really what we're doing is we're designing this experience, um, you know, you have to think about what it, who, who you are, right? Who you are as a couple. And when you design it that way and you think about your requirements and you think about the things that are important to you uh, and you think about your budget, then, you know, it's a, it's a less stressful experience because you're not feeling that pressure and that need to like add all this mm. stuff that doesn't mean anything to you. And if you can communicate that, then it, it really opens the opportunity for a bonding moment with your you know, if you're, if we're talking about a couple and parents who and the parents are involved in decision-making or want to be involved in decision-making, the ability to say, you know what, the day after our wedding, I just want to sit on the couch with, you know, my, my, my new spouse and our parents and our closest family and talk about how, you know, what, how, what a great day and what a great weekend or, you know, how amazing the food was, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. And if you can articulate that before you get jump on the wedding train, you're you're gonna be you're gonna enjoy it. It's gonna be a bonding opportunity versus what we see so often, and it makes me so angry, is that you know you get engaged and then in, in a week you're late for a wedding. You're late for your wedding. You're stressed out and you just want it to be over. And and that to me is wrong. Yeah, it, <laughs> it just shouldn't be. It that shouldn't way. be that way. And no. I think there's a lot of people in the industry that sort of perpetuate that, which is a real shame. And, yeah. you know, that's just my, my two cents there. Well, I'm with you there. <laughs> <laughs> and also I agree, um, Kimberly, you were saying, you know, the, the idea that you are stronger out coming out of it. I think if we can all focus on, yeah, it's great planning this party. It's great going through this sometimes uh, experience, but also if you can learn to communicate better with your partner and family and friends surrounding, and also you were into new interpersonal relationships in some situations, um, it's really good to feel stronger and also finding a voice. And I think if I look back to what I've hopefully achieved over the last five years of making this show, it's taking the skills from the bride chiller wedding planning sort of ethos and then taking that into your real life and sort of saying, well, I have an opinion, yes. I have a voice and I don't have to be an ass to say what I, you know, I'm not an asshole because I'm saying what I feel and think. I can communicate this in a really mindful pleasant way but also saying this is what I want and this is what I'd like to achieve and I think if that's it, yeah. it's it is that and I think it sets the tone for the rest of your life because after this wedding um you know the the family is still there <laughs> and so how you treat people and how the experience goes um is going to follow you whether it's good or bad and so we you know we've We've seen, you know, we've been in this industry a really long time. And I think that one, one thing that we really try to stress is that um, usually the emotional piece behind, um, like the fights and the arguments and the stress in a family, there's 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 more to yeah. it. And taking that time to really figure out what that is uh, will you could ruin your wedding day. You know, we've, we've seen, we've seen it where it's been a lot of stress with, you know, the mother of the bride and, and, and there's a lot of like hidden emotions in yeah. that. And so, um, when you, when you, when like we as planners help, help brides and grooms and couples and partners to realize that, you know, this is about everyone. Yes, it is about you, but it is about the family and about the friends. And to, to, to go on with what you said, Alicia, about after the wedding, Think about your first Thanksgiving dinner 
and you're hosting everyone or well, in the US, right? Your first Thanksgiving dinner or your first holiday dinner party yep. and you're you're hosting everyone and people get all stressed out. Well, if you stop and ask, what is the memory I'm trying to make? I want to have a really formal dinner and I, it must be in my new formal dining room and I must have blah, blah, blah. And I want to serve this and that. And my budget is X amount of dollars. Well, if you have a two bedroom flat with a card table and, um, you know, your budget maybe isn't for the largest bird in the, (laughs) right? Like it's just kind of teaching people how to put things in perspective, honor themselves and you know, one another and, um, and then, and then, and then creating experiences that are what life is all about. Yes. Yes. Let's all come back to that. Cause you know, I said off mic, I spent all day doing fucking Facebook ads. And then I'm like, is this what I'm going to think about on my deathbed going, Oh, I'm really glad I spent that day battling with fucking Facebook. And now thank you for that little update to remind myself about oh, taking a breath. <laughs> No one's ever going to breathe. Now, we have. Do you have time to answer one more question? Because this one is a logistical question. I think it would be lovely to solve uh, lovely Brianna's problem, and um, I think this needs a planner's eye, ear, thoughts. So, Brianna says, "I've been listening to the podcast religiously. Thank you, Brianna. Ever since getting engaged, we have been looking at loft spaces to have a ceremony and then the reception." Sounds cool. This would require a room flip. So it would be initially setting up uh, with chairs for the ceremony. Once that's over, guests will move to the front of the room for a cocktail hour while the room is being set up for the reception. I have been wanting to DIY some of the table decor, such as garlands, a few flowers, table numbers, and candles. But now, Knowing the tables have to be set up during the cocktail hour and while I am more than likely having my photographs taken, I'm not sure logistically how this would work. I don't want to spend thousands on garlands or flowers. Should I ask some family to skip out on the cocktail hour to set them up? Should I just bite the bullet and pay for a floral company to come and do it? Do I skip out on the photos, and that's my voice, and the tables and make the tables up myself? Don't do that, Brianna. Uh, Any suggestions would be helpful. I'm sorry I skewed that there, but that's my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have to to agree with you, um, Alicia. With a room flip and um, really – that that kind of a wedding when you're flipping a room it's very um timely right and uh you don't have a lot of time and so i do think it's important it's one of those things that you should really look at paying for um you don't want to task a family member especially a close family member that you would probably ask which would be a mom or a sister or something Mm -hmm. like that and absolutely not on your wedding day you should not be worrying about your decor and what table number goes where um sometimes you can ask the property and see if they could help with the table numbers. So a lot of times properties will help with some of the smaller decor. Um, you know, not all properties will will put out the floral, but I, I think that this is one thing. Flowers are one thing that you really, even if it's a small decor item, pay somebody to bring in. I, I couldn't agree more. And I think even, well, not even, I don't know if this loft does have staff or what the deal is. It'd be great to know a little bit more, but this feels like a coordinator job that is just gagging yeah. to happen. And, you know, maybe having the coordinator there for the whole day is a really good decision. I don't know. Yeah. 
it's not a bad thing. And there's, you know, there's lots of different people that are in different ways. I think to be very specific about your needs and to make sure that you ask questions and not bring somebody in and then surprise them with the extra and the extra and the extra. Cause we've seen that where brides are, you know, they're budget conscious and they think, okay, well I've brought, they, I've hired this person and they're going to do all of these oh, things yeah. for me. And then it does, you know, it's good to be very clear on what the needs are, what the timing is that for this venue, what, who's the caterer and how, how is the catering being handled? Can you be creative with the room layout? Maybe, you know, maybe part of the room has standing um, room or maybe there's, maybe you have some seating that's already mm. set and, you know, the front half there, there's creative ways to do things certainly. Um, but I think that you're right about the professional um, would be, would be a good way to go if possible. And Find out what tools and resources are available and what contracts you already oh, have. Entirely. And setting up tables. I mean, I don't know what how big this room is and lofts could be, you know, anything from Olympic size pool room or it could be a small sort of loft, who knows? But setting up tables and then also thinking, as you said, about plates and cutlery and all the extra bits and glassware that needs to be placed. This is not like a ten minute job. It takes time and you know, skills. You want it to look good. Yeah. And not be like too and if it's crash succeeding. bang in the background while your cocktail guests are having a little drink down the other end of the room. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. And it's important, the planner, you know, having a planner, there's there's planners that do day ofs, they do month ofs. Um, and I think having a planner where you know you can kind of hand it over and then be stress-free that, you know, people that were like, you know, originally saying, oh, I didn't really want to bring in a planner or I didn't have the budget. You know, sometimes it's better to find the money for that and then maybe take something else that's not as important to you to kind of give you that day of like stress-free, knowing that if something goes wrong, you don't need to know about yes. it at all. <laughs> Let your planner deal with that. And, um, you know, a successful wedding is even if something happens, which, you know, a lot of times something does happen that you don't yeah. know about and it. Give the family a day off, let them stand up and have cocktail hour. They don't need to be putting tables together. If you can make that happen. Right. Everything you said about, about focusing and making sure that we really achieve what we, we set out to achieve. And that's marrying your love and having a great celebration that reflects what you want, what you need. Right. Absolutely. Because you can't be wrong. It's your, like that, that's the one part where the wedding is yeah. all about you. That is absolutely true. It's your memory and you're, and you can't be wrong when you think about what do I want to be reminiscing Oh, Kimberly, about. tell a couple of people on wedding forums about that. You can't be wrong. Yeah. <laughs> that's we, you just need to get a gif or a jeep or whatever you want to call them today of just going... <laughs> These girls are like, I don't think you should do that. That's tacky. I'm and you're like, bah, bah, shut right. up. But it's but with love and respect, exactly. right, Alicia? Because I I say if you're acting out of love and respect, you can't be wrong. And if you understand that sometimes people um, will counter you out of their fear, yeah. whatever that is, their ego, their you know whatever that is. Like if we can keep the perspective, I can get oh, really. I love deep, this. So I'll stop talking. I love this. But- <laughs> But anyway, thank you. Fear is a big driver of so many things in our society and choices and not understanding. I was sort of saying today in um, talking to the Bride Chiller mods and saying, you know, we've got a lot of people in our Facebook community that are from all over the place with different belief systems and backgrounds and different life experiences. And I think we've got this real culture at the moment of people getting online. I'm going off on a bit of a thing here. Get ready. But 
you know, people coming online and going, you can't say that, you can't do that. And you're like, well, this is not going to solve a problem because you're just yelling at people and that's not helping educate. It's not helping, you know, change a perspective. They're just going, fuck you for yelling at me. I'm going to still stick with what I think. So I do think, you know, if we take that into a a micro sort of little part of our life, that if your mother-in-law or your mum have different opinions because that's how they know things were done in yesteryear and they've seen what they've read the women's magazines and they've never been on the internet, then you telling them that, you know, in a way that they don't get is might not solve a problem. So as you said, respectful. You How did you say it? You said it much nicer than me. Love and respect. And understand that. Yeah. yeah, sometimes their mom wants something because she didn't oh, have it, yes. or she's got to prove something to somebody, or you know, there's so there's a many, lot of there's a lot of factors, but I think so it many. I think it's really boils down to, um, you know, like what Kimberly said, it's just you know taking in and understanding and trying to understand yeah. why, right? Like we say, the why behind the planning, the why behind your decision making, and you know, maybe just take a little bit of time to think about that, and you'll you'll come out better. Yeah, <laughs> you have a better before experience. Before you start spending oh, money, yes. before you start, you know, pick pick. You just need to sit with what is the memory I'm trying to make, and you know why? Why right. are these just why are these details important to me? Correct. I'm a big yep. fan of sitting with, sitting in, making sure you have that little thought process for anything really. I'm I'm a good believer yeah. in going with the gut, but I'm also like, just hold on for a second. Let's just think about this. Go with this way. I'll go with it, but I'll have a little moment to think. Um, Jennifer and Kimberly, you're yes. a delightful duo yes. and I'm Aww. really grateful to share this time with you. And I know that my uh, lovely listeners, mm. our listeners will have found value and enjoyed this episode. I hope so as much as I enjoyed recording it. Thank now, you. Thank you. Uh, well, so we much. enjoyed it so much, Truly. and thank you oh, so much for you. having us. We really we loved well, being here. Yeah. We love what thank you're you. doing. Well, so I feel like we're on the very that. same level, yeah. so it's it's great to connect. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're really excited. To, and tell yeah. me if people want to get in touch. I mean, if Brianna, I don't know where Brianna is, but I feel like she might need a bit of Kimberly and Jennifer in her life. Where if Brianna's like, <laughs> yes, I'm going to hire those planners, the coordinators. I'm going to make that happen. How do they get in touch? How do we connect with you? So we are, um, we are on Instagram at something fabulous and we have offices in the Metro Detroit and Metro DC area and we travel all over the world. So our website is somethingfab.com and uh, we're on Facebook as something fabulous Fabulous. as well. There you go. So Brianna, get in touch and uh, hopefully we can solve this table conundrum. Um, Thank you so much again, both of you. And uh, if anyone wants to get in touch, they can visit thebridechiller.com. That's get in touch with me just generally. Um, If you would have have a question, a voicemail, a suggestion, you can leave uh, that there. There's a place for it, I promise. Also, if you wish to have a look at the Bride Chiller guides, I encourage you to do that. Visit bridechillerstore.com. You can check out all of my wares. Until next week, thank you both so much again. And of course, happy days. The Bride Chiller Podcast, telling chair covers to get fucked since 2014.